Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, parts of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me uh, to get ready for, you know, frankly, the biggest game of the season, duh, duh, right? Um, his fellow contributor, Akshaz Dividula. Akshaz, how are we doing, man? Are we, are we, are we pumped? Are we worried? What's, what's the, what's the feeling? Honestly, Robert, I'm getting kind of tired of the NFC Championship game as a concept. This is, um, <laughs> frankly, I think we should. Why don't we just skip to the Super Bowl? You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, why do we need to have this game happen? But no, I'm excited. I've um, I think it's interesting how much one game can change perception, and we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about this because I have a bone to pick with some analysis of this game that I see <laughs> going on. But um. Their air quotes around you know, that word analysis. Big time. I just think, <laughs> you know, I'm excited. I think we've been in this position in the last two years, you know, and things haven't worked out for whatever reason. But this is, I can say, probably definitively the 49ers' best, like, chance to make it to the Super Bowl since 2019. Against the Rams, they were the underdog. Like, obviously, as 49er fans, we were very confident because – they had owned the Rams essentially. Yeah, because the Rams, you know, <laughs> same old sorry, and you can finish the rest of that for yourself <laughs> at home. But you know, things didn't work out that way. It was a close game, so it's mm-hmm. not like they completely failed to show up, and they had a chance. Then you know, last year Purdy gets hurt against Philly, and that was going to be a dogfight no matter what. But this year, you know, they came into this year as Super Bowl contenders. They did very little throughout the season to make you think they're not Super Bowl contenders. And I think if you told the 49ers they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl by beating the Lions at the end of the year, they'd say that's a good, like we like the way the kind of the die has been cast. So no excuses, no feel good stories like there were last year, no improbable comebacks. I mean, this team, (laughs) one goal, win the Super Bowl, nothing else matters. They know it too, which I think is really interesting mm-hmm. is that we're past all the it's a cool thing that we're here no one cares yep. it's time to time to get it done <laughs> right yeah um first of all i'm 100 percent with you on the whole this is this is just like I'm, I'm part of me is like you know we let's just move the nfl to like the old school baseball remember when it was just like if you win the american league in the regular season you go to the world series and if you win the national league in the in the regular season you go to the world series and that's it and this whole playoff thing is just like a fabrication <laughs> um but of course that would lose the people who run the league so much money and they would never do it so um that's that's a thing but yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm right there with you i have been like anticipating all the conversation in my mind and um every day you know i come home from work and you know i put on something that is i'm I'm like rocking something 49ers related even today i didn't go i didn't leave the house all day as i was telling you before we started recording but i got i got on my old school um i'm i I have one of i'm sure that you see these every once in a while but i'm wearing one of those those uh the 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 black jerseys that they wore like like a decade ago um navarro bowman number 53 with my uh my black jersey so i was like oh i like that one i'll put it on today um and then nobody saw it so if nobody saw it <laughs> did i even wear it let's it's like that um but yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm ready to, to be done with the conversation i'm ready to I'm, I'm tired of of all the conversation around it of all the different opinions and all that kind of stuff 
just ready for the game to happen. And obviously, you know, three years in a row, four four years of the last five in the NFC Championship game. The big difference between this one and the last two, of course, is that they get to play it at home. Um, and the last time that they played the NFC Championship game at home, that worked out pretty well. Um, that was in 2019 when they beat the Packers uh, on the shoulders of Raheem Mostert and his massive game um, and went to the Super Bowl. And so, man, let's do it again. Raheem Mostert's obviously a dolphin, but uh, something like that would be would be perfectly fine. Um, I'm not anticipating a 200-yard rushing game from from this from this matchup as we'll talk about later but um yeah i'm let's let's do it that's kind of where i'm at like you know there was the, the nervousness throughout the week of like is this gonna happen is that gonna happen we'll talk about the biggest most important bit of is this gonna happen or that gonna happen news that we just found out about a couple hours ago um but it's time like we're we're, we're getting close and it's 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 time we're like what 48 hours a little we'll be at this time on Sunday will be an hour into the game and and hopefully still happy. <laughs> Robert, I'll I'll say this. I'm so I'm pretty young, as all the listeners know, from when I say I don't know like half the things, anything that happened in the nineties, because I wasn't there. <laughs> you made me feel old when you just said what? those Navarro Bowman jerseys from a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, felt, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I was like, that's been a decade, but I'm totally yeah, with it was. like, yeah, you know, I think the 49ers, um, like it's, I'm not even like nervous and we'll, I'll, t- we'll talk mm-hmm. about this when we're talking to the game more. It's just, there's too much discussion. And this is the first time that the narrative, the quote unquote narrative hashtag narrative has been against <laughs> the 49ers in this like run. And I think that's what makes it interesting is because no one who is like covering this game as like an interest story, who's not like deeply into the football of it, or even mm-hmm. people who are talking just about it from football, everyone wants one team to win, right? And that's the Lions. And yeah. that's like that's feeding through the analysis of it because you have to talk about how the Lions can keep it close and how the Lions could win, because that's what we want. Not us, but you know, that's what Right. Yeah. That's the general the non right? the public that doesn't yeah. care about either team is is gonna is rooting for the Lions for you know, sentimental reasons or for something like that. Exactly. So I just think, you know, there's been a lot of discussion and frankly, you know, it's tiresome. We got it. We got to see how these teams play. I like, it was a super fun matchup two years ago. If you're like high scoring games, it was horrible if you're a Niners fan, even though they beat Detroit <laughs> two years ago. But right. um, <laughs> I mean, these are good teams, and I just think it's time to to play ball, so to speak, because we're kind of at that point now where you're now no longer thinking about like, oh, who's going to win here, what's going to win that. It's just one game, you got to get it done, and then we can contemplate the Super Bowl once we get there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, three games left in the in the uh, in the NFL season, which is crazy, um, but. Uh, Obviously, by the time the Niners play, we'll know who the who the potential Super Bowl matchup will be. We can talk about that one briefly at the end if we want to uh, if we want to get into it a little bit because it it matters a little bit. Um, but let's get more into this game. Um, obviously, the big news that came out I said a couple hours ago, but really it was even less than that um, is that Debo Samuel is back in practice. Uh, he was limited on Thursday and then seemed to be pretty much a full participant on Friday. Um, and then afterwards, Kyle Shanahan came out and said, 
no injury designation whatsoever. He is good to go with no restrictions whatsoever. Now, obviously, that that could be a little bit coach speak, um, but it appears that he's all account by all accounts. He's ready to go. Uh, the only, I think, players on the injury list for the 49ers, Oren Burks was questionable. And there was one other name and I can't think of who it was. Um, oh, Kalia Davis, who's te- who technically needs to be elevated from the IR in order to to play. But he is also questionable with that ankle injury. But that would be an interesting name to to kind of prop back up and in terms of adding further depth to that defensive tackle list. But obviously the biggest thing here is Debo Samuel is going to be ready to go. And um, his uh, buddy across the on the other side of the defense uh, can, uh, as I believe Debo said, he just needs to strap it on and and and, and let's go basically. You mean, I mean, I'm so excited that Debo gets to <laughs> play in this game against CJ Garner Johnson. Cause I was watching some more of like their back and forth. They don't like each other. And <laughs> Clearly not. It's, it's, it's rare that NFL players like legitimately don't like each other. So it's going to be so much fun, but yeah, I mean, the biggest news possible it I saw somewhere. I think it was, on Niner Nation, an interview with Ross Tucker by Jason Aponte that said Debo Samuel moves the spread by two points in the Niners' favor when he plays. Wow. As in, like, the, you can, like, quantify his impact in that way. And now, gambling, whatever. different. <laughs> we know your feelings about but, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's huge. He changes the complexion of the offense. And against Detroit, like we're going to talk about, you want your perimeter weapons, and he's going to be a huge part of it. Kalia Davis would be a really interesting addition. He, I thought he really shined brightly when he got a chance to play, and you're going to need as much as you can on the interior against Detroit. But, I mean, it's just it's all this, the best news you could possibly hope for. Even if, mm-hmm. like, no injury designation, completely good to go, really means 85% will try to not, like, break him apart during the game. Yeah. doesn't matter because if he's there, everything works. Yeah. Um, speaking of <laughs> injury, no injury designation, which may actually not actually mean no injury designation. Um, <laughs> the, the Lions have a very kind of interesting um, injury report. So they are, are obviously going to be missing uh, offensive guard Jonah Jackson, who had uh, knee surgery to clean up the meniscus in his knee. Um, I believe this is right knee, but um, big miss, I think, for them. He's been a it's been a, a very good offensive line throughout the entirety of the season. Uh, his replacement did not fare nearly as well um, on 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 Sunday against the Buccaneers. Um, you know, he he Vita Vea kind of gave him a hard time. And I, you know, I don't know that. I don't know. I'm not sure that you can make the case that that Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave individually are the player that Vita Vea is, but I think with the two of them in there, I think you're going to make life real difficult for the interior to the offensive line uh, without Jackson there. Uh, wide receiver Khalif Raymond also out with a knee injury, and then cornerback uh, Chase Lucas is the only other designation with uh, he's questionable with an illness. Uh, their backup quarterback also questionable, I guess, with something, something about a tooth. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but that's strange. Um, but the lead into that was the fact that uh, both Frank Ragnow and um, who's their center on their offensive line and uh, tight end Sam Laporta came out of practice with no injury designation whatsoever. And I, I don't know. <laughs> like, 
I mean, Sam Laporta was they were talking about he was going to miss the playoffs like three weeks ago. And all of a sudden he's good to go like 100 percent like, all right, cool. Well, no, no, no injury designation. And Frank Ragnar looked like he got beat to a pulp last week. <laughs> like by the time that game was over against the Buccaneers, it looked like he was limping in four different directions. So I don't know. It's it, it could could be a little gamesmanship there. Like they're they're not questionable because they're definitely going to play. But we're not going to give you any kind of indication that they might be like 75 percent or something like that. I'm, I'm, it is kind of interesting, especially with those two particularly. And I'm not I'm not calling the lines out and saying they're cheating or anything. It's it, it is what it is. But it's like it's very interesting that those two, especially because I don't think Ragnall practiced all week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it is kind of interesting how those how these practice reports or these injury reports, especially this late in the season, um, can be, you know, gamed a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I think you can't really use him as like a oh, like this corner's knee is hurting a little, we gotta run at him. Or his shoulder's hurting, so let's run at him because right. you might not want to tackle. I think it's literally just oh, are they out? Then they're probably not playing. Are they not out? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're playing cool. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, everyone's banged up, right? Right. It's the NFC Championship game. But Ragnow, it's such a weird thing to talk about the Lions because they're such an interesting and fun and crazy, like, emphasis on crazy, crazy team. He, like, he basically put his body on the field against Tampa Bay. was like, take it, but we're winning. Like, yeah. sacrifice himself to a T. And, I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be hobbled. You there's no way, like, even with superhuman, like, recovery. Well, no, not that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it's going to be very difficult for him to be 100%. And that's going to matter a lot because that interior yeah. of the offensive line, that's where the 49ers have to get their push. So Laporte is interesting because he looked pretty good when he played against Tampa. So I don't know what's going on with him. But mm. he's also a big weapon for the Lions. Yeah. Um, I was, I was trying to look really quickly. I think, I think Ragnar had three separate, <laughs> four, <laughs> they list them as four separate injuries, an ankle, a toe, a knee and back, but yet he's good. I mean, he ended up practicing on Friday in a full, full practice. So maybe, maybe, maybe he's okay, but I don't know. It is something, it's certainly something to watch out for, right? Like it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. something, and it's not like, like you said, it's not like you're going to go like, okay, well, let's, let's. We're going to specifically attack Ragnow, but, you know, he's the center. And, and if he's limited in any way, shape or form, that could, especially in the lower body, in the back and, the, and you know, that sort of thing could could be something to watch out for, for sure. Um, especially because, as I said before, their offensive line has been pretty good um, throughout the regular season. And the fact that they're already missing Jonah Jackson and if somebody else in that interior is limited in any way, shape or form, it could be something that the Niners could take advantage of for sure. All right. Um Man, <laughs> uh, this this is a this is a little this is strange territory because we're we're in that part of the season. Obviously, we started it last last time with the with the Packers uh, divisional game, where it could be you know this could could be the last preview episode of the season. We hope it won't be knock on all the wood in the world. That's that's fake wood. It won't it will it will work though. Um, and so um, we're gonna we're gonna continue to to do what we always do uh, when we talk about the. The game, and we're going to do that by talking about you know, reasons that we feel good about this game, and reasons that we're concerned about this game. And uh, somehow, I don't think that Oxchaz is going to start his reasons for optimism with talent. 
um, like he did at the beginning of the season so so frequently. But maybe I'll be wrong. Akshaz, hit me with it. The reason the 49ers should be confident in this game is because of talent. And I'll, <laughs> so I'm going to I have a I have a very specific it. point, too, that I'll get to. But I want to mention this first. I think this this conversation about this game post the Niners win over the Packers is like absurd. So just anecdotally, I was sitting down and was talking about the game with a friend and someone looked over me and they're a Packers fan. And they're like, you think you guys have a chance? And I was like, I was like, yeah, probably. And then I thought about it more. I was like, what do you mean you think we have a chance? The 49ers are a touchdown <laughs> favorite. They're the best team in the NFC. They had the second best record in the NFL. Like one bad game in the playoffs off like three weeks of rest does not like mean that this juggernaut of a team that made the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys look like Jave junior varsity football programs is suddenly like, you know, super susceptible and doesn't like have the talent. I mean, I just think the 49ers are stacked everywhere. There are a couple glaring weaknesses, but they are the better roster and it shouldn't be controversial to say that, but I feel like the discourse around this game has made that to be the case. They should win. They're the better team. That's like, that's what this entire season has shown us. And I mean, you know, you talk about the Niners needing a last second comeback against Green Bay. I think we can all say that Green Bay was better than Tampa Bay. And the Lions had no business winning that game against Tampa. If yeah. Tampa was like half a second better, and most importantly, if like Baker Mayfield was better at like navigating blitzes coming towards him, Tampa wins that game. They were moving up the ball up and down the field with ease. If they didn't turn it over, they got to the red zone. And I think, you know, I get that the Lions are this really feel-good story. And I'm super, like, excited for that city that they're seeing playoff success. But there's, like, this, like, need to compare two teams and be, like, they're actually, like, the same talent, you know. I just think that's a little silly. Like, the Lions have gotten where they are because – they're really talented at certain positions and they take advantage of their opportunities and they're super aggressive and that pays off for them. Right. So overarching reason, talent, most specific reason, I don't trust Jared Goff. <laughs> and I'll just, this stat has been read ad nauseum, but I'll, I'll mention it here as well. In what's it called? Jared Goff's away games. He has a 64.8% completion percentage. He averages 7.1 yards per attempt is 11 touchdowns to six interceptions and a rating of 88.4 compared to at home that rating jumps up to 107.9 where he averages what's it called 70 percent completion percentage 8.1 yards per attempt and 19 touchdowns as opposed to 11 yeah it's not even the fact that like I don't trust Jared Goff because he's played really well for Detroit I mean he's like made himself into a franchise quarterback for that franchise when I think most people thought he was a throwaway to make the salary work. But he also really, really targets the middle of the field. This is like quarterbacks who are not elite, and I don't think I'm saying anything like outrageous by calling Jared Goff not elite. <laughs> I would also put Brock Purdy in the same category. The analysis goes both ways. 
they really use the middle of the field. That's where the easy yards are, right? Against Tampa Bay, the Lions won because the Tampa Bay linebackers could simply not guard the middle of the field. And the one thing the 49ers defense can do is erase the middle of the field. This is like, this is the thing they do. If you could say nothing else about this defense, it's the fact that with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw, it is almost impossible to get those same shot, easy yards down the middle of the field. And I just think, you know, if the Lions have to pass, or even in situations where they do pass, the easy yards that they got against Tampa is not going to like suddenly reemerge just because, you know, the Lions, which is really good, is just like going against the 49ers defense. This is where the 49ers are built for. They're built to stop quarterbacks like Jared Goff. This is like, this is the team where they're like, yeah, we got this. You get like a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes or even Jordan Love to some extent who has the arm and more importantly, the willingness to break the pocket and, you know, improvise and create flexibility. That's when the defense starts to fall apart a little. But I just think, right, the 49ers offense versus the Lions defense, that's like the in the same way we talked about, like, kind of matchups that in the Cowboys game, we were like, the main attraction is the 49ers offense versus the Cowboys defense. I think in this game, it's the 49ers defense versus the Lions offense. And I do think the 49ers defense can and will have success against Jared Goff in this passing attack. Yeah. Um, so two two things. First of all, um, totally agree with you on the, the narrative thing. The other narrative that seems to be getting overlooked, and it might be because the 49ers have only played one game in the playoffs versus Detroit's two and there was such this big, like, massive emotional connection to those two games that the Lions won at home. You know, first wins in 32 years, blah, 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 blah. But everybody's making a big fit about how the Niners didn't win. The 49ers didn't play very well, and yet they won. I mean, it's not like the, the Lions have been blowing the doors off of people in the first two games uh, in the playoffs. They beat the Rams by one point uh, at home in this big, massive emotional victory moment, right? It was a one point win and they beat Tampa Bay by eight points, mostly because as you noted already, Baker Mayfield kind of imploded on himself late in the game. Um, and cause if they don't, if they don't turn the ball over, like you were saying, um, there's a pretty good chance that Tampa will probably remain in that game and have a chance to, to march down the field and, and, and have an opportunity to, to, to tie the game. But Baker did what Baker does from time to time. Um, so I'm right there with you on that. Second of all, let me add to your uh, Jared Goff home away split and add um, his outdoor games. <laughs> uh, outdoors, 64.5% uh, completion percentage. So roughly the same, just slightly worse than on the road. Uh, seven point seven, Exactly seven yards per attempt. Uh, seven touchdowns to four interceptions and the same 87.9 passer rating. Um outdoors um he's also been sacked 18 times on the road versus 12 times at home um so the numbers are certainly disparaging there um so i'm right there with you on that the other uh flip side of that however is the fact that i think that the 49ers offense while you while i, while I think you're right uh the 49ers defense ability defense's ability to hold down the rams offense will be something that we'll have to pay attention to because i think that's going to be the the X factor of this game. We also have to look at the fact that the lions uh, 
they their defense was really bad last year, like one of the worst in the NFL. They've improved a lot um, in that defensive uh, <laughs> in that defensive acumen, especially in one particular way, which I'm sure we'll get into in just a second. Uh, but their pass defense is just not really all that great. Um, they, they they give up a lot of yards um, through the air. Most of that having to do with the fact that both their outside cornerbacks and um, in their 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 linebackers in particular are just not not particularly good at doing the things that they need to do. Uh, now they have a, a rookie uh, who who plays the slot, Brian Branch. Is that correct? Um, I think that's that's his name. Um, who's been who's had a good season, but outside of that, their their cornerbacks are giving up high high quarterback ratings when when attacked, and um, they're just they're just giving up a lot of points as well. That's one thing that they've done pretty consistently. I mean, you, you look at even so far in the playoffs, they're they've given up 23 points in both games, which is right exactly where they were in the regular season. They were averaging um, points against 23.2 points per game. Um, so one of the reasons that they were that they won 12 games, which, um, by the way, was two wins over expected based on uh, on their on their points for versus points against is that they scored 27 points a game. Um, so <laughs> that helped them out a lot. Um, so they're just they, they give up a lot of yards. They give up a lot of points. Um, and that's definitely something to pay attention to. Part of that. And this is the last thing that I'll say. The reason for optimism Part of the points that the, the 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 trouble that they have in giving up points is that their defense was 29th in the NFL in red zone percentage, allowing teams to score touchdowns on 66% of their of their trips to the red zone. That's 35 touchdowns in 53 attempts. 29th in the NFL out of 32 teams. Um, uh, Akshay, would you care to take a guess where the 49ers fall in that same category on offense? Second. No, they're number one in the NFL during the oh, regular wow. season. 67.2% of the time when they got to the red zone, they scored touchdowns. 45 touchdowns in 67 red zone attempts. Again, good for first in the league. So somehow <laughs> the the Lions are 29th in the NFL, giving up 66% of the time. And the Niners are actually even better at scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So, um, do I do I like the chances of the offense against this defense? Absolutely. Is there one thing that worries me? For sure. And we're gonna get into the we're gonna get into that in a second, I'm sure. But man, if 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 it if the game plan looks similar to what it did last week against the 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 Packers, which I didn't really quite understand why it was so pass happy uh, in a close game in the rain. But if it looks like that again, I feel like the the, the Niners are really gonna take advantage of Detroit's weaknesses on defense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Absolutely. And I want to mention that red zone stat. I want to mention a couple things because I totally agree. The Lions are in the NFC championship game primarily because their red zone defense has been absurdly good so far. Like that's how they were able to beat the Rams despite the Rams. I think the Rams didn't score a touchdown on three red zone trips. And then the Bucks, same thing. Like 
maybe we're both wrong and this is just like this is the team and they've like grown into this red zone monster in the playoffs <laughs> or maybe it's just but, the rams and the bucks are kind of <laughs> yeah i mean that's the other thing right is may, maybe you know they haven't played teams that are actually good in the red zone so i mean that's the one thing the other thing is wins over expected and this goes into one of this is my small reason for concern i have like an actual reason for concern is the lines will get after you on a mm-hmm. coach level and what i mean by that is dan campbell is going to go for it on fourth he's going to do fake punts he's going to do trick plays like Every single thing, way he can get an edge, he's going to try to get it. Because that's how you beat teams that are better than you. Is you, yep. you tilt the odds somehow. And Shanahan is notorious for not liking those. Because he's like, my team is better than yours. I don't need to do like this gimmicky stuff. This is not a quote, obviously. This is like what <laughs> right. I imagine Kyle Shanahan tells himself. I don't need to do this gimmicky stuff in order to like beat you like 48 to six, right? Like I can just Mm -hmm. like run my offense and people will be open. So I think that's a huge part because the variance of football is a huge part of like why upsets happen. Sometimes it's just that like good teams play poorly, but oftentimes it's because a pass gets tipped, a snap goes bad, like someone slips small, small things that you can't really control and big plays can happen. And what the lines do with Dan Campbell is that they increase the variance of football dramatically because by being so aggressive, they're going to like make multiple plays, these like defining plays. And that means like on one day they execute perfectly, they're going to like dominate. On another day, they mess all of them up, they lose within like the first half. Mm-hmm. You know, always average out, but that's going to be different. Teams don't usually do that, and the 49ers need to be ready for that. The other thing I'm concerned about is the Lions' rushing attack. They rank fifth in the NFL with 135.9 yards per game, 4.62 yards per rush. Both are fifth in the NFL. I mean, it's a diverse rushing attack. It's built around Penny Sewell in very similar way to the Niners' rushing attack being built around Trent Williams. He's like a freak of a man. Played very well his rookie start against Bosa after shifting over to right tackle. I remember that discussion because there was thought that Bosa would absolutely dominate him because he had a horrible preseason, but he played really well. And he's blossomed, all-pro type player. Jameer Gibbs, their rookie running back, is explosive. I think to paraphrase Steve Wilkes, he ran like a 4-3 in college 4-4 and he runs a 4-3 on tape so he's fast fast and david montgomery is a really bruising running back and ben johnson great offensive mind he's like he's as good as they come in like coming up run fits probably only second to shanahan and the shanahan disciple mike mcdaniel himself but this is where Detroit can get that advantage. And this is where the 49ers really need to lock in. And this is why it's so important that Armstead's back, that Hargrave's healthy, and that more importantly, and like more consequentially, that Ragnar is going to be limited most likely and that Jonah Jackson is out. Because if you can get that interior push, that can collapse everything. And that's going to be a huge part of it. The Packers had great success running to the exterior of the 49ers 
defensive line. And that's been a point of emphasis. And that was really where the Packers offense was able to go. So this is where the defense has to make its play because like I just said in my reason for optimism, Jared Goff passing against this defense is going to be like fine. There's some concerns about Ambry Thomas out on the outside, but you know, this team won 12 games with him out there. So it's not like it's impossible and they face great receivers, but if you can make the lines one dimensional or if you can make them have to pass the ball and that run game isn't working the way they want it to, the 49ers defense will have done its job and it'll probably lead to a victory. Yeah. Um, so quickly on the fourth down conversion thing, uh, the, the lions went for it on 40, 40 attempts for on fourth down, but they they weren't, terribly successful they were just 21 out of 40 which is 52 and a half percent which is 15th in the nfl um the 49ers by extension went for it 13 times on fourth down and were also successful roughly half the time just a slightly better seven out of 13 53.8 percent which is 14th in the nfl um but the niners defense uh stopped 50 percent of the fourth down conversions against them interestingly enough the uh the lions defense not not um, among the lead leaguers, their lead leaguers, lead league leaders. There we go. Um, they're 27th in the NFL stopping fourth down conversion. So very interesting. I don't think that's going to really come into play, but could be something to watch out for. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you on, on reasons for concern. It's really just, just the running game. Like, um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty good at it and they have the, the power and the speed backs, uh, to cover, kind of most of your uh, most of your major things that you need to do um so it's all going to be about making sure one that you're setting the edge correctly um i know there's been a lot of conversation about chase young struggling to do that um and teams seems to be kind of picking on him with cleveland farrell out um and and so that will some be something to watch out for for sure um but yeah i mean mostly it's it, i don't know the biggest thing to me uh aside from from making sure that you're not letting them get out of contain is just they just got to continue to improve the tackling. Like I don't, I don't think the tackling was particularly bad against green Bay. Like it was in the middle of the season. Um, you know, a couple of games where we were just like, can, does this team know how to tackle anymore? Have they forgotten the, the basic skill, uh, that you need there? Um, I, I think it's, it seems like it's improved. Um, and, and hopefully it will continue to do so now that we've gotten past the week of, <laughs> of, of rest and that first awkward playoff game, uh, to me, I, I, like this is where I think the rest might matter the most. Um, I think I saw Matt Barrow say Matt Barrow say that in the Athletic, um, in something I was reading today or, or the other day. Um, he said this could be the moment where that number one seed matters the most. You survived the first game; it was awkward, it wasn't great, but now you only have you're coming off only one game, and the Lions are coming off a two, and they have to travel, and it's a short week. Like this is this could be the moment where the where getting that one seed matters so very much and it's so important. And um, hopefully that will help sort of ease some of, of, of those other things as long as they can, it, again, if they can force these lines into a one dimensional kind of game, then you feel pretty good about what you can do. Cause then you just pin your ears back and, and try to create as much pressure as you can and force golf to make decisions. It doesn't want to make. And uh, then everything will be good. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, absolutely. This is like, this game is set up for the 49ers to do well in, I think, right? Like, if they do what they've been doing the entire year, they will win this game. 
which is the thing, right? And I mean, this is kind of going to my annoyance of the narrative is this team is still the Super Bowl favorite, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's like, they're a really, really good football team. And Detroit's a great football team too. But like, you know, I mentioned like when we were talking about Jacksonville and this is way back, back when people thought Jacksonville was still good. I was like, <laughs> there's levels to playoff contendership, right? The 49ers were coming off that three-game losing streak. And I was like, they want to prove that they're in the topmost level. And I think they did that. They're in that topmost level. Mm-hmm. And I think Detroit is right at the doorstep of that level. But I don't know if you – I don't think it's fair to put the line – not fair. I don't think putting the lines on the same level as the 49ers is reflective of the seasons these two teams had. And I think, you know, if the 49ers come to play, that will become apparent. They don't come to play, then Detroit will have a great chance to win. But one thing I think we've seen, that when the 49ers play their A game, they're unbeatable. They're actually unbeatable, and the best team in the NFL can't do anything to stop them. Yeah. Well, and if there is a troubling kind of addition to that, based on what you just said, it's that we haven't really seen the A game in a while, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't, they certainly didn't play it against the Packers last week. Um, The Rams game doesn't count. Um, they didn't really play it against Washington. That was probably a, like what B minus game, um, with some like sprinkles of like the A game in there where you're like, oh, there it is. Um, obviously they didn't play it against the Ravens. Uh, that Ravens game was one of the worst games of the season in a lot of ways. So was it the Cardinals game the week before that? They won f- what 45 to 29. Um, that feels like probably the A game was there. Um. The Seahawks game in between the the Philly, you know, um, it's the, definitely the Philly game. Is the Philly the last game one you sure can say for was, sure. For sure. I mean, I think the Cardinals game, probably. Um, but you then you look at that and you go, but they allowed, despite scoring forty five points, they allowed the Cardinals to run for two hundred yards. So I think safely the Philly game is the last time we've seen the A game, which is just so indicative of actually how good this team is. Because even though we haven't seen an A game in. what two months two and a half months already um almost three months it'll be by the time that game will be will been will have happened they they've lost twice and one of them was a game that they didn't care about because they played all their backups because they had already wrapped up the number one seed so i think that's what you're saying i think that was what you were indicating when you said this team is more talented than the lions and they should win this game it's it's just that like they other than the, the 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 ravens game since October the 29th, have they played their A game maybe twice, three times at most? And yet here they are in the NFC Championship game, knocking on the door of the Super Bowl again. Um, yeah, this 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 is this is it, man. This is the time. Like, this is the opportunity. There may be one more year here, uh, you know, with this core, with while well, Brock Purdy's still making peanuts. Um, before it gets weird, like after next season, things start getting crazy. Because if they decide Brock Purdy's the guy, well, guess what? He's going to be making sixty million dollars a season, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, you know, in twenty twenty five or whatever, um, twenty twenty six. Sorry. Um, so this this is the window, and the window is wide open, and it's time to kick the door down and go get it. That's what I got to say. Whew, that was impassioned. I feel great. Oh my god. Well, let's, <laughs> let's cut it off here. That's a great way to end. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, you stole my job, but um, 
I'm sorry. Got going. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm good. I I 100% agree. I just think, you know, Detroit's run defense is really good, but Ted Nguyen had a great. Yeah, point. we didn't even mention that. I, yeah, I, <laughs> he had a great point in this article I was reading on the Athletic. He mentioned that Detroit is really good against the run because they're really aggressive against the run, but that leaves them like really bad against play action. And what do the 49ers do better than anyone in the NFL? It's play action. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think if it's a shootout, the 49ers should still win. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a shootout. And, you know, I just – I feel like, you know, I – how do I put this? We were talking about the Packers game, right? And both of us predicted a blowout. And we were like, this team's going to, like, reassert itself. And they didn't. But that doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means they didn't reassert themselves one week. And I just, I have the sense that, like, this game is being framed as something it's not. And I think the 49ers are going to, are going to do what they've done the entire year. If they just play, like, how they've played the entire year, they win this game, which is, like, like you and I were both saying, like this team has like basically slept walk through quarters, forgotten how to tackle. And yet they're here. They're at the NFC championship game and they're favored to go to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, maybe this is me being super confident because I don't know what I will do if they lose a third straight NFC championship game. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yep. even letting that thought come to mind because that would be horrible. But I I really do think out of all the years, I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I've definitely mentioned this to you, Robert. I've never am confident that they're going to win the Super Bowl. I want them to, but like deep in my like heart, I'm like, okay, they'll probably lose in this round. This is the first year that I was like, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Like they got to the playoffs and like they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're they're the best team in the playoffs and they're going to win the Super Bowl. And it's rare that I feel that way. And I feel like this is the week to kind of reinforce those thoughts I have, and I'm sure most 49ers fans have, because yep. they can, especially if they win like a one point nail biter, the discourse up until the Super Bowl oh, will God. also be unbearable. So please, <laughs> if they can just like. If they can do like a 2019 thing, except like finish at the end of the Super Bowl, yep. that'd be great. We'd love that. Yeah, that's that. That is absolutely true. Especially if the whoever wins the AFC, like dominates the other team, like in, if the Niners win by less than a touchdown, we're not like the next two weeks are going to be just absolutely unbearable about how oh well the Niners are getting smashed by whoever this other whoever the AFC team is. Like they're just they have no chance. Like. Which is funny because all the like early like they're doing all this early uh, like early lines for if the Super Bowl is, you know, the the possible matchups. And I think the Niners are favored would be favored ever so slightly against both Baltimore and Kansas City. And I believe both the AFC teams would be our favorite over over Detroit is what the, the early line would be. Obviously, those things can change based on performance and all that kind of stuff but we'll see how that goes um so let's actually before we before we do a prediction for the nfc championship game let's talk about the game briefly that's happening uh before that uh in baltimore um three o'clock eastern time uh it's apparently going to be absolutely horrible weather in baltimore 
um, on Sunday. Just um, it's, it's the <laughs> the weather that we are getting where I am basically today, a little bit today and into tomorrow. It's been raining most of the week, it feels like, and it's going to be in Baltimore. And so that's going to be a like a wet, slippery mess of a game. Um which will be very interesting <laughs> um, how that plays out. Uh, so real briefly, Akshaz, how do you, how do you think that one's going to go? Who do you think is going to win? Like we don't have to talk about it in great detail, but. I mean, the weather is a huge factor. I think it really benefits Baltimore with their diverse run offense and their like, mm-hmm. defense. So, but I don't know, like Kansas city has had this weird thing where once they got into the playoffs, they really figured it out and it's hard to pick against Mahomes. So, I'm going to say the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be – I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's yeah. going to be a close game, but I'm going to say Kansas City. Um, Yeah. I, I'm kind of leaning the same way, and I'm not sure if that's, like, me, like, hoping for the team that I would prefer to play in the Super Bowl if the Niners get there, right? Because um, I'm just like – Man, I don't know that I could relive that Christmas Day game against against Baltimore again, on um, you know in front of the entire world once once more. Um, I mean, I don't think that's likely to happen exactly how's it turn how it turned out then, but you know, I think the the matchup either way will be good. Um, but yeah, I th- I don't know. I, th- I I think you're right in that it's going to be a close game. I think if it truly is bad weather that the that the whoever can kind of get a hold of the running game feels like they're going to be in, in more control, but yeah, I, I certainly would trust Mahomes. If it's close, you got to feel like Mahomes has got a better chance um, uh, to, to hold it out. And I think given the fact that Kansas city's defense is actually pretty good uh, this season, um, and, and which is weird to say, cause that's not been their calling card in recent years uh, in the, the playoff runs and the super bowl wins and all that kind of stuff. They've been just <laughs> basically running off of Mahomes and the offense. Um, I think, the the close they're close enough that 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 you kind of trust who do, who's the better quarterback in that particular case and in that case you got to go Mahomes all right so if that's the case um, we knew we were getting a rematch of one of the most recent of 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 the Forty ers most recent trips to the Super Bowl um, you know avenging against the the Ravens franchise would have been fine um, but that was so long ago that it's almost like okay well it doesn't really matter um, but there is something about like the the Chiefs getting in there that you're like, okay, well, this is actually a lot of the team that that we lost to in 2020. Um, so that would be kind of nice. But how do you think the uh, NFC Championship game is going to go, Akshaz? And feel free to to lay it out. Okay, so I can't have spent the last hour or so talking about how the Niners are a better team and predict a very close game. I just feel like that's disingenuous. So. I think the lines are going to start out hot. I think they're going to grab the ball, start first, whether the 49ers defer or they like choose to receive. I think they're going to march down the field and kick a field goal. Hmm. And then from there, I think the 49ers are going to score on them, and then the game is going to essentially be over. And what I mean by that is I think the 49ers just need to get a slight edge in this game and I really believe that they're going to be able to make Goff uncomfortable and really like take advantage of this Detroit defense. And this is a little wishful on my part, but I'm still not convinced that this team is just going to like 
play C games the entire way through the playoffs. And <laughs> right. they're at home. The weather's going to be good. It's the NFC Championship game. There's so many players here who haven't won one yet. I mean, this is like picture perfect for a game like 2019. So I'm going to say 38 to 17. I think Fred Warner mm. said if our offense scores three touchdowns, we're going to win. It's like wow. not like we're going to win, but like we we are going to make it such that our offense just has to score three touchdowns to win this game. And I mm. think they're, the defense is so giving them 10 more points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly with you in terms of the offense's pro, proclivity. No. Uh, pro, them being prolific again. I don't know where I, I can't speak today. Um, I think they're going to get their mojo back. I think it's going to look a lot like some of those games early in the season. We were like, man, this team, are they going to lose? Who said that? Nobody nobody here said that. Um, that wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say they were not going to lose. I said they were going to be perfect up through the bye week, and I was not correct. Uh, but I'm going to go 35-23 uh, for this game. I think there's a good possibility that that last touchdown could be like a garbage time touchdown for the the Lions when the game's already out of hand. Maybe Brock Purdy's already chilling on the sideline. Maybe you know they score a touchdown against the 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 backup defense because it's the end of the end of the game and nobody cares. Uh, and, and everybody who put money on the game is feeling good because they that's still covering the spread all as well. Um, I just feel like after last week, we just need a, a nice, easy, breezy game where everybody's feeling good. Um, and that's what I'm hoping for, and that's what I think is going to happen just because, as, as, as we said, um, I don't think Detroit is there yet. Um, I think they have a couple of pieces on defense that they still need to build. Uh, into this team. I think the offense is in pretty good shape if they can keep that that offensive unit together. Um, for the next couple of seasons, they should be okay. Um, you know, very similar to, to the 49ers when Shanahan uh, first got not first got here, but with, you know, this, this is this is not dissimilar to uh, to the to the Jimmy Garoppolo group. I think is a little bit more successful, but I think there's some comparisons there. So if the Lions can build up their defense over the next uh, next off season, they'll probably be back in the mix. But um, yeah, I'm going 35-23, and Niners are going back to the Super Bowl, and everybody's real happy. And then it's the Chiefs again in those same in the same uniform combinations because we keep going really keep going to the Super Bowl in the odd in the in the even years when it's the AFC's the the home team. We haven't worn the red jerseys in the Super Bowl since a long time. (laughs) It would be so beautiful if the the NFL let them wear the 94 throwbacks. They won't. But, you know. Well, they, that was when they won it in 95 or in 90 in the 94 season in 1995. uh, They weren't. They weren't actually supposed to be wearing them during the playoffs, but they they worked out something with the league. I don't remember. It's just, supposedly that's the that's the line, but um, I don't know. Anyway, all right, Akshaz, any final comments on this game before we buckle down and just get ready to to take it on? Um, I'd say that like we're playing in it. <laughs> I'll just I'll talk about you know when I sat down to watch that Packers game. That is the most my heart has beat watching a football game in a year. And Mm -hmm. I just, I think about that and I think about like, you know, the fact that like midway through the third quarter, I was despondent in that game. Like people, like 
if you're listening to our podcast, that means you like the 49ers. Not like hopefully casually. You well, maybe you know. You never know. But <laughs> people hate you, listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> most of you like the 49ers, and not like in a casual oh football whatever, but in like a yeah, like I'm a fan of the 49ers. I like no players on the team, and I'm like I'm in it. And you know this feeling, right? This is like we're ready for it to happen, and I think for whatever reason my generation of fan has seen like heartbreak after heartbreak. Mm. And I just think, I think it's time. I think, you know, this team is the best chance they'll have to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And that's rare. That's so rare. You don't get teams like this very often and you have to be super lucky to take advantage of them because, you know, you can be a team like the bills in the nineties and that's a Super Bowl caliber team. They just couldn't get it done. And you'll never, you never get back to those points. You always retool, but it's never the same. And I just think for the players and for the organization, that's a huge part. But even as fans, like the urgency is real. And, you know, I like that I'm not going against the green of what I always said, like last year when I was like, oh, NFC championship game, let's go crazy. Stop enjoying the moment, right? Like they got to win. But I didn't say that this year. So I can say it now and be consistent it's like we've said on this podcast from the second they snap the football in preseason week one one thing matters and that's winning the super bowl nothing else matters in this season it doesn't matter how many games to win the regular season it doesn't matter how they win in the playoffs it doesn't matter who they beat in the playoffs it doesn't matter what's it called if they win in like triple overtime by field goal all three games they just got to win the super bowl and they did one one of the three games, they have a chance for another one. And I mean, wherever you watch, if it's at home, if it's at a bar, if it's with your friends, if it's at the stadium, I mean, there are, let me do quick math. There are 27 other franchises, 28, there are 28 franchises, <laughs> 28 franchises in the NFL that don't get to experience what you're experiencing right now. So be excited. Get hype because this is going to be a fantastic game. And if it goes the way Robert and I think it will go, we'll be right back here to talk about it next time because this <laughs> team, I mean, they're special. They got it. They got a chance. And I just think, you know, it's about time that they get that chance. So, you know, all I can say is go Niners. Well said, sir, as always. Um, well, let's 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 get Let's get prepared, man. So as you're listening to this, hopefully uh, getting really close to to game time, you know, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon into Sunday, e- Saturday evening. Um, so hopefully you're getting ready to uh, to go, as, as Aksha said, where are you going to watch it? I hope you enjoy the experience of the game. But as always, thanks for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers.